The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Even though it's a cool, drizzly, gloomy day, it suddenly got a whole lot brighter in the Chad <laughs> Studios. Kelsey Campbell and Brad Whisker sitting in for Jalen Nye this afternoon. And I can't stop beaming. After kind of a confusing half an hour where there was some eyes back and forth that just, Kate, what am I missing here? Help me understand calcium chloride. That's gone now. Now we turn to the sunshine and... What we don't do enough is celebrate everyday people's contributions to community. People will put 25 years into one company, 30, 33 years, 60 years you've dedicated to volunteering with a a certain organization. And you're often recognized within them, but we don't give you the platform of the Ched Airwaves. Well, this story grabbed our attention right away. We also selfishly really like having cuddly dogs in studio. And we're now very lucky to have Charles and Catherine Gashnang and their dog, their service dog, Eddie, in studio with us. Good afternoon, you two. Good afternoon. Thank you, Kelsey. You three. Eddie's cuddled underneath the, the table right now, and I said, I'm not in much of a mood to really do a whole lot of talk radio. I just want to go lay on the floor <laughs> with Eddie. And uh, let's let's talk about you two first and the contributions that you have made to the Edmonton Public School District in our city and, and in our classrooms, and then how Eddie came into the picture. Catherine, why don't you go first? Sure. Um, I've had the pleasure to be married to Charles Gashnang, and both being school teachers with Edmonton Public, we're always looking at just ways to make learning uh, much more meaningful for all in students and, and inclusive, of course. So in the last decade, my husband Charles wrote a proposal for Dogs with Wings, which then brought Eddie, the service dog, into our life to work with Charles in his autism classroom with an entire class of autistic students. So that's been his job. I've worked with other special needs students in our district and have had the benefit of Eddie once or twice a week to work with my students. So same dog, different schools, amazing interactions with other humans. It's been tremendous. You, uh, Charles, have been with Edmonton Public for 22, 22, 23 years. Yes. And Catherine, you've been uh, teaching for 33 years. Yes. And we we talk now more than ever about the diversity in the classroom and and how much things have changed and new challenges and and learning it's not i even love that we don't even use the term disabilities anymore there's there's just different ways that people need to learn different resources and sometimes it bubbles down to something as simple as getting a really calm comforting creature into a classroom how much did it change your classroom when Eddie came into your life? Oh, it was a, a dynamic change uh, for, for many, many reasons. And uh, maybe just to give a little bit of backdrop on what kind of service dog Eddie is. Eddie uh, is an autism service dog, and the type of work that he did is he worked with students who are what we ca- sometimes call runners or bolters. These are kids who are a little bit dangerous to themselves if they're out, let's say, on the streets or, or out, in the, out in the community. And I was working at the junior high level, and this, some of the students can get very tall, very big, and uh, but we still wanted to teach them socially appropriate behaviors in the community. And so I had seen another teacher, uh, Kathy Nato. She had a dog for seven years in her classroom, and she had also had a, a classroom that was called an interactions program that had students on the spectrum. And this dog helped them a little bit in calmness. He would go on walks. 
And so basically, I stole her idea, put it on paper, and uh, came up with a proposal on how one, one can concretely and safely take students out into the community. And it basically revolution, revolutionized classroom. Charles, before we get into those excellent stories about how Eddie has assisted the children, what has been the reaction from their parents? Because they're the ones that are always advocating for that, that I don't want to say that special needs help, but just that, that assistance that they need to, to learn properly and learn in their own way. Quite a number of parents in my early years, 10 years ago, nine years, eight, wanted to have a, a, an idiot in their own home, and some of them have applied. Uh, one student I did work with had his own uh, service dog, so it, it kind of had a little bit of a domino effect. But at, at the same time, it was also one of those things where we were almost uh, too successful because so many people then wanted to have this kind of service dog, and there just isn't enough trainers and dogs and organizations doing this type of work to to put out that kind of output. So there's there's a greater need than there is the number of uh, dogs that are available for this type of work. The three of you are retiring this year. All You're in exciting. One yep. <laughs> I, I can't imagine what Edmonton public is feeling right now. What a loss that that is going to be in their classrooms. When you look back at the legacy. You must wear a pretty big badge of pride for what you've been able to, to do in, in looking past the curriculum and more into how you can change that learning experience one-on-one for each of these students in your classroom. It's true. The, the key is inclusivity. All students in any school that Eddie has been in have benefited, and it's just opened up the lines of communication for all students to inquire what is Eddie's role at the school, but then you have students talking, interacting, working together and that leads to a beautiful educational experience so we're just content and happy that the dog has brought joy a, a touch of dog humanity if there is such a thing and just bringing together of students in a learning environment and for us that's been very powerful and um, we'll reflect upon it ourselves with joy but it's just a sense of satisfaction that we have brought students together to learn inclusively you had mentioned the the impact that that Eddie has had on that school, and you also mentioned the need for more Eddies across the the city and across the school board. Can you go into a bit more detail on what that need actually looks like? I think the the, the best way of putting it is that when you when you see the child is in an anxious state or, or in a in a state where they or if they're running or bolting. You want to be able to communicate to them, communicate to them, but sometimes they don't quite understand you. And what Eddie does is he becomes that extra facilitation to make that communication with that child a little bit easier. And I think as any adult or parent can probably say, sometimes the child reacts well to you, sometimes the child doesn't react well to you. But Eddie had a, for whatever reason, had a more consistent way of uh, of relating to the child, and so if there was a relationship between the child and Eddie, we were able to more quickly calm down the child, or if the child did go into a meltdown mode, we would find that it was more, he, that child would come back to whatever you want to call normal more quickly. So it was just that, again, there's something about dogs where they did that that, that massive acceptance, no. They're not putting any kind of prejudice on the child. They're saying, oh, yeah, you're in a bad mood. Okay, I'll come beside you, sit down, you know, pet you. You can pet me a little bit, and hopefully things will turn around. 
you said that the program was almost too successful, that yeah. everyone wants their own <laughs> dog now. What conversations are you having as you retire? You're, you're, you're leaving JC, uh, J. Percy Page yes. School. Is there a plan now for someone else to pick up where you left off? Unfortunately, no, there is not. Uh, uh, maybe I probably shouldn't say it. I'm going to try uh, see if there's some informal ways where I can meet up with some of the staff or students, maybe on the parking lot or something like that. But there's no... Uh, there's no real plan. But I know talking to a Dogs with Wings individual, Elisa Erlum, she has mentioned at an assembly that was held on Monday, come on, teachers, if you're up for writing the proposal or if you have a plan, contact Dogs with Wings and see what can transpire. So that was just uh, shared this week. So it is up to other educators to sort of make that connection with Dogs with Wings who are exceptional at training the dogs and see what, what comes of that. I'm sure you, you know, and I don't want to, to get you too far ahead of yourself. You know, people, when they retire, they think of that vacation or, <laughs> or, the, or the car or whatever it is. But for you, Charles, you, you, you have such a passion to, to be beside Eddie every day and, and help these children. And you mentioned that there won't be a replacement for Eddie once you leave here at the end of the year. Do you see yourself in, in a role of, of advocating for this going forward? Uh, the word use advocate. I, I, I think that's where I would probably like to do do something in the area of uh, advocacy for humans and dogs. Uh, I, I don't have any specific plan right now. Uh, Eddie, right now, did did have a, a cruciate ligament injury, so it's going to be another six to eight weeks before we can get him, you know, pretty well back up to whatever ninety five, one hundred percent. But. Uh, in my heart of hearts, I would I would like to do something in the area of uh, advocacy, and and I don't know what that would look like. I don't know if there's an organization that wants someone like myself or, or something I can do, do with dogs with wings or whatever it happens to be, or go from school to school with giving informal talks. We'll see what happens. With the students that both of you have had to work with, I, I'm sure that it has been incredibly rewarding. And then also, there's been some days where you just feel completely wiped out and exhausted because it, you you tackle the multiple battles of students wanting to go every which direction and they're not interested in what you're hoping to teach that day. But what about for Eddie? I always wonder for service dogs, what level of exhaustion they have to kind of deal with when, when you are there as an emotional right. support and they often kind of, they, they know if someone's feeling down or anxious. Mm -hmm. Do they take any of that burden on? They can, but you do have to, as an intuitive as you are with your students, you are the same also with your colleague, in this case a dog. So if someone is tired or a little bit exhausted, we know to give them space. Uh, even the students learned, oh, well, we'll let Eddie have a short nap, but we'll sit nearby and read. So they understand that he needs his space, his love, and certainly there are long days that are associated with the school, but because the interactions have been very positive for the most part, Eddie's keen to be there for all the students, and we're keen that they have their time with him, but afterwards we certainly make sure he gets to the dog park, and certainly even before school, regular walks, because as for all of us, we need that outdoor connection to make all of us in that healthy sort of uh, frame of mind. But um, with the students, they, they know too, and they've learned uh, quite a significant amount about dog care and just how you sort of let dogs relax from time to time. But Eddie's always helpful to be there, even if he seems like he's napping, to listen to a good book and also to hear ideas in terms of poetry or questions from the students. And sometimes it's sort of imparted in his eyes or his body language, but there seems to be a good relationship there about what has occurred. So we make sure that 
we all get some free time and fun time so that we could keep going. And to our delight, he's worked this long and enjoyed every minute of it. So we're happy about that. That is one of the most adorable visuals I've ever <laughs> pictured of just a dog sitting there listening to a child reading a poem. It, it sounds it so sweet. It happens. Yeah. And if I can just add, uh, and I've talked this to with many staff members and stuff like that, uh, as educators, sometimes we correct students too quickly. You know, they stumble on a word, you say the word, or you, they mispronounce it, and you, 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 you pronounce it correctly. Well, Eddie doesn't do that. And what we found is that the child will actually read more orally Mm-hmm. because he's not or she's not being judged, corrected yeah. and judged as yeah. much. So it's a really cool thing to see that, you know, and then the kid will start turning the pages, read the book more to Eddie, and uh, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Who knew teachers could learn so much from a Labrador retriever? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> we have Charles and Catherine Gashnang in studio with... Labrador Retriever service dog, Eddie, who's resting peacefully. We were hoping he'd be a little bit more vocal, show up a little bit for the interview. But if you are interested in advocating like Catherine and Charles are trying to do for for a dog through the Dogs with Wings program, or if you want to volunteer, or if you want to find out more about it, that's what we're going to get into. We'll get into some of the nitty-gritty details, and then... I'll just give you the minute to think about some of those real success stories Mm -hmm. where you saw Eddie really work his magic in a time of need. If you're feeling a little chilled on this drizzly day this will warm your heart (laughs) loving the time that brad whisker and i are spending with charles and Catherine gashnang and their labrador retriever eddie who's a service dog that has put in a a good 10 years serving uh, with the edmonton public school board working specifically with uh, kids that have a few more challenges in the classroom kids that are are dealing with uh, different levels on the spectrum of autism and it's uh it's just so special to hear the work that a dog can do and the impact it can have in the classroom so love to dig into a little bit more those those stories that you just said this is what it's all about mm-hmm. well i think that one of the questions i've often asked my students is what is the value of having a dog at school and the responses are varied but students are very quick to answer uh, this dog in particular eddie makes me feel calm uh, he looks at me reassuredly so i could get my work done if i do some writing and i read it to eddie there's there's no judging and and they're keen to keep sharing and in times of let's say fire drill the leash can be passed to a, an anxious student and out the door we go and both are leading each other out of the school into a safe place and the student who might feel anxious is no longer feeling anxious because they're hanging on to eddie and also knowing that they can help comfort the dog so it's a two-way street but those are just a few examples and from kindergarten to grade 12 uh, the impact is huge and we've had a lot of just feel-good stories each day with with what happens in Eddie's day too and Charles just to you now I mean uh, not much time left in the in the school year um, students have, have likely been been coming up to you and, and thanking you and what have they been saying to you as you're getting close to, to finishing up here well actually yesterday I, I got an email from a from a student and I mean I, I I recognized her, and, and 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 in many ways, like she didn't come to my classroom on a, any kind of regular basis. It was just more uh, meeting in the hallway, and then Eddie would go to her, give her a big lick, and stuff, things like that. And then she wrote this absolutely incredible email where she says that uh, 
she had a you know a very toxic relationship at the beginning of the year her parents were were having uh, challenges and how Eddie really helped her get through the year and uh, and just that that uh, and again it was that she, she kind of alludes to this acceptance and and to and this was the last day of regular classes we started exams today so you can imagine a teacher getting a letter like that on the last day of regular classes, you know, and uh, all it makes you want to do, oh, geez, we've got to keep this on. We've got to keep this on. Yeah. And you, you've talked about the need to inspire the next generation of teachers to embrace these different types of programs. And you said, actually, it's a bit of an issue. The program was too successful. Yeah, Everyone right. wants their own dog. But that doesn't mean you can't have these service dogs in your school. Mm-hmm. Well, you, have, you have a, a, a pretty serious love affair with dogs mm-hmm. with wings. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yes, and fairly so. We do as well. Mm-hmm. We, you, you hear dogs with wings on our airwaves a fair bit just because it's powerful stuff they do in the courtroom that they do in the classroom. Yeah, you'll, you'll see them in hospitals, in seniors' homes, at the airport, in libraries. Oh, how do we get our hands on a service dog if we know that in our business or in our classroom, it, it could make a big difference for the people there? Well, I think certainly the students that ha- have worked with Eddie are well aware of service dogs, but part of their job too is now facility dogs. So you've identified the courtrooms, um, also um, sexual assault centers and other public facility places that dogs could be. We do need uh, probably corporate and public funding assistance because each dog to be trained for two years is an expensive venture and even after training there's no guarantee that the dog will go into work but wisely the dogs with wing staff who do the intensive training look for the aptitude of the dog to see where a dog could be placed for example Eddie was placed with a group because they recognized he could work with more than one individual which traditionally was the job of an autism service dog was one-on-one so funding is key we have seen these dogs in and around Edmonton at festivals and public locations. They had the tap dogs for the music fest and folk fest in the last few years. So when the public learns more and more about the value of a service dog and how the dogs with wings work is crucial to a lot of just everybody's development and well-being, then perhaps help out monetarily, volunteer, spread the word so that funding could be used to train more and more dogs and expand the breeding program. And from there, more dogs could be available for facility dogs, one-on-one service dogs, and other programming. Charles, Catherine, and Eddie, thank you for everything you have given to Edmonton and to students over the last three decades (laughs) in our public school system. And thank you, 630 Chad, and the chorus for supporting Dogs with Wings and other programs like this. And happy retirement to all three of you at the same time. (laughs) Thank you. That's Charles uh, Gashnang, Catherine Gashnang, and Eddie, the Labrador Retriever.